Shalom, and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to Him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that our time on earth is short, and we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we're standing in the middle of. Today I get the privilege of talking with uh, Grant and Brian again, and uh, we're going to talk about current events and what the craziness is going on around us. Thank you for being here, gentlemen, and welcome. Thanks for having mm-hmm. us, JD. Really appreciate it. Well, I say we just kick the door in on this show mm-hmm. right now and just start out with <laughs> jump in with the elections. What is wrong with America? <laughs> you had an opportunity to go back to prosperity and get out of the slavery that we're under with this administration, this tyranny that has made your gas prices, your rent, your food bill, everything goes skyrocketing through the roof mm. in the last two years, and you picked. Stupid over intelligent. <laughs> yep. Can somebody explain to me how how we possibly could elect somebody like Uncle Fester? <laughs> Fetterman. <laughs> I don't care what you call this guy. He's a criminal, start with. We can begin yep. there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, he had a heart stroke in May. Didn't he have two heart strokes? Uh, I mean, he can't communicate very clearly now, you know, because of it. Yeah, if you listen to him, he sounds a lot like Joe. Mm-hmm. And you go, what was it he just said? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, dude, that's not even the worst thing, okay? You can look at the guy, and you're like, okay, we, we can't get much worse than this, right? No, there's a, they're not kidding you. There are a group of people in a state that elected a dead man. Yes, there is, isn't there? <laughs> so crazy. Oh, Wait, I didn't hear about Lord. this. Right? You oh, didn't yeah. hear about this? Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they elected a guy that died already. When did he die? Months ago. And they elected him. Yes, he's... Why, he, because he had a D next to his name? Yes. Yep. We, we have now got to a polarization in our nation that... You can if if you're a Democrat, you will. Yeah, wasn't that re- Washington that that did that? I can't remember where. But rather than elect somebody that is you know not of your party, you will check the box against a dead guy. I'm sure they didn't actually know he was dead. <laughs> oh because no, no, no. they're so stupid. Washington appears to have elected a dead man to their state legislation. They knew. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> so one of the things that oh, I, I read was that um, Gen Z voters were out in, like, record numbers. Oh, that's dangerous. And one of the— I know. I've it, seen people blame it on Gen Z. Well, one, one of the things that was, like, a, a, a factor for them in voting was mm-hmm. they wanted abortion rights. Um, oh wow! And we all we know that most of the young generation, like Gen Z, from videos we've watched of people just going out and asking questions in the street about history and math and everything, they have like zero education. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what our education system did for them, except for indoctrinate them into whatever. And though some of these people are, <laughs> but the least educated that has ever been produced, the least mm-hmm. informed. Yeah. So electing a dead guy doesn't surprise me. 
doing it willfully because you know he's dead. Was that like a joke to them? Like, ah ha ha, this That's is funny. funny. Mm-hmm. Like, or are they just? Well, that a lot of them stupid? do that. They just they don't care. So it's like I don't care. I'm just gonna do it for fun. <laughs> you know. I mean, it, that this is the state of our nation, though. If if, if Gen Zers that's are a, what helps a, swing, that's dangerous. A very dangerous. You know, I mean, and they're coming out of our education system, which uh, has right now is on track to just produce more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and and I mean, so we're here in a state, the free state of Florida. Thank you. I'm going to start yeah. using these words like this, too. We have some free states in this nation, Florida being one. Amen. Florida and we being, have the free state of Texas. Florida being yes. one of the leaders. And I, uh, we have free state of Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, Sarah Sanders won. Yep. Um, yep. Good to see there. But uh, Florida is the third most populous state in the nation. By midnight... How much of our vote was counted, Grant? 99%. I said we had a tropical storm come in here, too, just the next day. You know, we, we overcome. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but you know what? Here we have Arizona. Five days later, we're still not done counting for the governor. Not real, dude. I mean, there, Florida has made moves in the last 20 years. In 2000, we had a serious voting issue. Um, was this the chat issue? Yeah. <laughs> and since then, we've we've tried to fix that problem and put in safeguards. Mm-hmm. And after 2020, um, with the things that we saw happen, um, we passed voter protection laws. And the, the left and the Democrats call us out and saying, oh, well, that's racist and that's that's stopping voting. But no, what it is is it's making sure you have to have ID and stuff mm-hmm. like that, making sure you're an eligible voter, a legitimate voter. It's got nothing to do with race. It's got to do with well, whether you're a legal person in this state to vote. Mm-hmm. I find um, that interesting, too, because oh, recently I saw an interview and in an inner city area where they interviewed African-American people and asked them, do they think these laws are are racist? And they said, no, they're not racist. They said, well, well, do you, ha- do you have an ID? Do you have a problem with somebody asking you for your ID when you go vote? Which, by the way, I had to show my ID when I voted. No. I was really? not offended by it. Nope. Neither was I. Because <laughs> these people said the same thing. I said, who mm-hmm. doesn't have an ID? Mm-hmm. You, even if you're on government welfare, you mm-hmm. can't get that without an ID. Mm-hmm. You can't get a social security check without ID. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can't get any service without an ID. Right. So any human being that's an adult in this nation mm-hmm. has an ID. Yes. We we have to stop. If you listen and you watch, the people that say voter ID laws are are racist and preclude other people from voting, they're all white people that say it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you you do have um, black people in the media that say it. Mm. But what they're doing is they're trying to galvanize um, the system. But it's not working because I've watched Mm -hmm. people be interviewed and they said, this is the dumbest arguments ever. Yeah. We all have ID. We all know how to use it. The the majority Mm -hmm. of, um, of ethnic people in this nation are quite informed about things. When you actually stop and talk to them about issues and and ask them about these things, they look, they see through the lunacy and it's mostly white, like liberal rich people who are dying on their sword for this whole thing. And it's like, you're the only ones that actually care, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and most of the rest of the nation, it seems when you talk to people, say that they are against it. Now, the voting didn't necessarily reflect that, 
Um, again, right. maybe it, maybe it had to do with Gen Z, but I mean, if you look at Florida, I mean, we are really fortunate. You know, Miami, mm-hmm. which is historically blue, mm-hmm. is now red. Yeah, that, Tampa, that was amazing. Which is historically blue, is now red. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the DeSantis one. In Miami Dade, that was the first time the Republican had won there in thirty years. Is it, yeah. No way, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Oh my word! Last year was the first time in forty years that Florida was became majority Republican, and this is this for us here in Florida. This is very encouraging. Yes, it is. You know, because we know that DeSantis' <laughs> time is limited, mm-hmm. but this is very encouraging. And the reason why I say that is because we have had uh, a crazy amount of people. Move to our state from yes. California, New York, and New, New York, York, especially, and yep. these these liberal places where policies have failed them, and they came here, and we went more red <laughs> than we were before they came. Well, which but, is rare because that, when they move to like right. California, moves to like Idaho, it's turning more purple because well, much of them Texas don't like understand that. Yeah. that, or they don't connect that the voting, the policies they vote for, are mm-hmm. what caused their issues. No, yeah. and so I know that. People have come because I saw it one day. This guy like wouldn't let me merge, um, and so I had to get behind him. And he had this sticker: "Turn Florida Blue 22." And I was just, I was like infuriated. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, it, it, if I wasn't my Christian self, I would have been road rage tailgating him. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, there's a, that's that's the thing is, you, you, I don't understand the thought process. I mean, we we have more freedoms in this state than than most of the other states. Mm-hmm. We we are allowed to make choices for ourselves. You know, there's a still a few areas where we need to make some improvement, but you're not going to be 100 percent. Nobody's in perfect. a couple of yeah. years, but you know, we didn't suffer through the lockdowns and COVID like other places. Right. Yep. Um, we didn't have the. I mean, there are states that majority of small businesses went under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and have, we've had some go under here, but not the majority. Mm. I mean, a lot of the places that you were you saw closed during COVID, you're like, man, I hope they come back. And, and they came most back. of them came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few I can think of that uh, we lost, but um, that I wish we wouldn't have. But yeah, but we've we really compared to a lot of states, we were seemingly unscathed, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that has to do with the leadership of the state um, and the way that the state is governed. I mean. We have had two two hurricanes come through here in the last few months. Yeah. And the way that the leadership in this state, you know, puts their plans together and enacts things, it's amazing how fast they put things back together. It is. And the way the people of the state respond to show yeah. up and, mm-hmm. and help. Yeah, the people know, are good fix here because, things, you know, put I things mean, back together. The number of people that, that streamed in to the other coast yeah. to, to help those guys after that hurricane hit and mm-hmm. all the churches and all the people that went over there and just volunteered time and energy and money to, you know, tarp roofs and pick up and clean up and yeah. and do all the stuff they did. I mean, it's, it's transformed what that place looked yeah. like, yeah. you know, in a very quick time. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting contrast to what we've seen um, historically. You know, of course, there were people from outside of the state who wanted to come and help. And, of course, there was federal um, assistance, you know, financially and, and that mm-hmm. much because we declared uh, a state, state of, of an emergency, emergency and all which that. Which opens that, up the floodgates for, right, for money right. to flow so for setting up the stuff. It's good. Yeah. But we didn't need the nation to come 
and rescue us no. and save us and put us back together. We well, yeah. did it ourselves. Think, yeah, like primarily, we did it ourselves. We yeah. had a lot of mo- we and, have a lot of money, and we in didn't reserves. turn away help mm-hmm. from outside. That's a good but point. We, we have a huge we didn't, surplus. We have you know, s- money here. Huge surplus. Yeah, we're the so, only state that runs in the black. We're the fifth largest government in the world, and we run in the black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Like we are proof that you don't need to go into debt to survive. Mm-hmm. Polit- yeah. You know, yeah, it's a exactly. political governance, yeah. and we have less. Sales tax than a lot of other places. A lot of our taxes base is lower. No, and we no income tax. No income tax. Yeah, just so just it, property and sales it proves tax. That you don't need income tax to mm-hmm. do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that I was, you know, the hurricane that hit New Orleans and and we uh, watched, Katrina. We watched how that was. You know, there's areas of that still haven't recovered. Yeah. No. Huh? Well, it was. I mean, it was very devastating. They had they had the seawall that failed, and the whole city is basically but how many underwater. Years are we talking about. But that, we're talking what? That's 2005. A, yeah. So it, it's 15. What? 17 years. 17 years now. And yep. and Katrina had like basically the entire nation descend upon them and come as relief and help and, and everything. What happened in Florida, uh, you know, in a few months ago was very, very devastating. Si- very mm-hmm. similar, not in, as in bad. Here, you won't even know. Right, exactly, and that's the point. I mean, they rebuilt the highway to to the to the island. What was it like? Two weeks? It was just completely brand new. And it yeah. was bigger and better than before. Oh yeah, yeah. I looked at that and. The way that they organized that, I would never think that you could get no, that organized. No, Katrina was was also considered very bad because so many people didn't leave, and so a lot of people died. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I mean, just from um, the destruction. But the flooding. And stuff I mean, and the flooding. It, the, the flooding was very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, just not in like as big of a city or like as now, is. Well, prominent wanna, of a city. Well, just, prominent, this, prominence is probably the right word. Right. La, the last uh, hurricane that just came through last week, you know, uh, Hutchinson I- mm-hmm. H- the, the Hutchinson Island, the highway, mm-hmm. a lot of it collapsed, right? Yes. Oh, and that, got that, tore up. Yeah. Yeah. They're already fixing it right now. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're four days from it happening. I don't want to throw Florida under the bus, but I remember when 2017, when Hurricane, what was it, Irma, came through and just busted right through Marathon Island and Key West. Mm-hmm. They are still recovering down there with some of that. So, and a lot of that maybe has to do with just people didn't have insurance or some of them just took the small check and moved on and... You know, well, there's a lot of those problems conch, down those there. Those conks down there do things a little different, too. Okay. They Just don't really to say, believe they're part of Florida. Yeah, right. And that was 2017, <laughs> so and there is still... a different discussion. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to throw well, when you, when the you keys talk, When you talk about barrier islands, though, that's usually a different story when they get hit by a, hard, a bad hurricane. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Because... I mean, that's how well, Sanibel is going to be, too. Well, is yeah. it, there's I, a well, lot of sell- I mean, Sanibel that's at, not going to be developed at, for a while. If you look at the Caribbean over the last, that's like, five years okay. getting hit yeah. by hurricanes, mm-hmm. um, a lot in the Caribbean has been completely destroyed. It has, And yeah. when people's li- entire livelihoods are destroyed, they usually move on instead mm-hmm. of s- stick around and rebuild. Yeah. And so the, when you talk about barrier islands and stuff like that, it's, okay. a, it's a different it's a different yeah. realm. I just, I just but feel I mean, like... But I, there, I, there was plenty of support from people in Florida to go down there and fix things. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know. Yep, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm even, just saying. Even four years ago when I came to Florida, mm-hmm. right, you guys had just had a hurricane here. And it went through the upper part of Florida mm-hmm. between Pensacola and, and Tallahassee it hit. Mm-hmm. Because I remember as I entered the state, when you get past Pensacola, I remember seeing like all the trees were laid down headed north. Uh-huh. And then as I got 
on the other side of Tallahassee. They're all laid down and going this out. Yeah. Well. I'm like, well, that's the weirdest thing you ever saw. As you first get into it, you're going, man, all of a sudden all the trees are just gone. Yes. I'm like, well, this is a pretty bad, this must have been a pretty bad hurricane, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, there's a house in the road. <laughs> <laughs> they, mobile homes. A, no, the, like the part of a house. And then up, north, a, up north, there are wood frames. The wood frames, yeah. yeah, okay. There's a there's a, the roof of a house. The, like it was like just picked up and sit down on the roof. Yeah, I believe like, it. Already then. I mean, then you can see where they had cut the trees so you could go down the highway because uh-huh. they were completely across the road. Oh yeah. And I'm like, and but there were I. It was like an army ants, you know. Mm-hmm. There's people everywhere yep, yep. working on it. I saw that when we went we went into uh, the Keys with Hurricane Irma. I was part of the first responders to get down there to set up base camps for FPNL, and the majority of stuff that we saw almost everywhere was just people's stuff. Oh, yeah. You're talking boats, trailers, cars, oh, yeah. you know, ice machines everywhere. Yeah. The, for the most part, a lot of the concrete buildings were all fine. It was just everybody's stuff everywhere because nobody prepared properly for yeah, it. Like they no. just, same thing on the on the uh, West Coast. Home, yeah, they left. just, we'll just leave the boat there. If it goes, it goes. We have insurance for it. And that's why you see all these boats just everywhere. And those boats I actually <laughs> usually end up causing destruction to other property. Exactly. That's exactly well, that's what, what we saw. I, you know, I yep. always worry about, okay, do I have everything <laughs> strapped down? Because right? I don't think my neighbors want something, a projectile coming through their house. You right? don't, yeah, you would think that. But, yeah, a lot of people just don't. Don't care nowadays. It's like ah, my boats land on somebody's property. Well, that's I don't because care. people only really care about themselves. That's just it. Well, that is exactly it. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of foolishness in that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I was amazed because I came here in early December. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't cleaned up all yet. Uh huh. Yeah. And so I was here, and then I went back in at the end of January to bring my family here. Okay. In February, and it was all cleaned up. Mm-hmm. I'm like eight weeks. That they made that just disappear. Oh, they're on it, dude. So, yeah. so I do have to throw this one thing out there. Oh, okay, let's hear it. Prior to 2018, uh-huh. we had a different governor. Oh, that's right. What was his name? Rick Scott. <laughs> he wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Better than Chris, but wasn't that good. <laughs> okay. Well, but I, I think not, I not, st- no DeSantis. But I still that. think that you can attribute a lot of that to the people, right? Yeah, no, I mean the people, the people are just mm-hmm. out there busting it, right, yep. mm-hmm. and getting stuff done because exactly. you know they want to make Florida back to being Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, get past this moment and move on, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, and they did a, they do a good job of that, and and there's a resilience you see in in the people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I don't understand how other places don't seemingly have that. There, there's more here. People are more independent thinking. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I got to do something to make something happen, right? And then there seems to be a lot of people in states that are waiting for somebody else to do the work. Oh yeah, it seems, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know, they're putting it on somebody else to blame and why something isn't done. Mm-hmm. But this this election, it was eye opening because I quite honestly I thought you, you listen to pundits and people talk on TV and radio stations and stuff, and they, and you you hear people are tired of inflation. And there was a poll done: seventy five percent of the people believe that the nation is going in the wrong direction. Uh huh. But half of them voted for exactly what we have. Yep. So I don't understand how you can make <laughs> those two things equal. 
Yeah, you can't. If, if three fourths of the people say what we're doing is wrong, uh huh, but half of the people vote to keep what was wrong, hmm. That's some strange math. Yeah, but really. Uh, so, so what's the definition of an of an insanity, or at least uh, what we call them, the recovery definition? Is uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. There you go. But and I, mean, I don't think it's that. I honestly, I really wonder if it's a hatred that has been taught into people. Oh yeah. That says even though I think we're going the wrong direction, I hate them so much I can't let them have power. And I would programmed. agree with that. I was listening <laughs> to uh Tim Poole on his podcast uh the other day and they were talking about how it's it's such a each side just wants to see the other one bleed. Right. And so you know uh, what we didn't get in this election was it cuz cuz there was a lot of good that actually did come out of this mm-hmm. um so far it seems like there was you know there there were some victories but there it wasn't a real victory because the right didn't get to watch the left bleed mm. and there, so there's no catharsis yeah, and i don't right. understand you know, that the red the wave necessity. didn't really happen in the way that we expected and so we didn't get to see them hurt and it cuz mm. we look at them as our enemy that's and a good not point. and not mm-hmm. is fellow Americans. Yeah. Right. No, that's a good point. And if we wanted to see people hurt, like if you wanted just to see devastation, then you need to go back and check your thoughts because there's but, no way that there, but, that's a but Christian this, stance. This is the way that we have been psychologically like prepped and and set up by the people who have been controlling yeah, these the things. Yeah, the pushes and, that direction, doesn't right. it? Right. It, it's yeah. been trying to divide us to the point where we're at each other's throats and we we want the other, you know, it's it's basically a phantom war. Yeah. You it, know? It, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you it's got a it. social it, it, it's war. A, it's, mm-hmm. a cold, it is. it's a cold civil war. And, and one thing that the election proved, in my mind, is it's very nearly evenly divided, mm-hmm. the nation. Oh, very much so. I wouldn't have believed it was so evenly divided, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I, but, again, you look, if you looked at a map today of the counties that voted red and the counties that voted blue, the majority of this nation is red. It is. It's, it's the population hubs that are blue. It's yeah. the cities. Yeah. yeah. It's now, always the cities. Now, if you go in... in and there's not, I'm not bagging on a city. I mean, we live in kind of a city, I guess. <laughs> it's Te- not, technically, I mean, it's, it's not a that city. Big. Mm-hmm. Not every city is a metropolis. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't, we're not a metropolis. No. But these are metropolises that, that control almost half of the population. That yeah. would be uh, Idaho or Boise. But it's well, LA, like has, that. LA has what, 8 million people or 10 million people? New York City has what, 21? Yeah, eight, LA is 10. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're talking counties. you're talking about such population density, yeah, and and the culture and it's a small in those county. areas are very similar. So you have a lot of people and to pack together, ex- mm-hmm. like they're living, living on top of each other, living literally. in the same but culture. The other, th- the other thing that you get is the um, ingrained rhetoric is easier to push on a group of people the more tight, more densely packed they are. For sure. And you can hit them with, 
I mean, look at what Soros tried to do in Florida, right? He spent $100 million trying to defeat Santos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look how that worked and, out. But, <laughs> but our cities are a bit more spread out than L.A. and New York, right? Right. I mean, you dump $100 million into New York City, you can make the you can make whatever you want people to believe. Mm-hmm. You can make that the only thing they hear. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because here, here and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just dump it in everything, and you targeted a city. Mm-hmm. You can basically own the way airwaves of a city. Yeah, and the problem in places like Florida, where you can do that, and they did it in exactly like they did it in Miami, they did mm-hmm. it in Tampa, they did it in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is we also have population that are outside those areas, mm-hmm. and and quite honestly. The dense population that goes from Fort Lauderdale all the way up the Treasure Coast is near equal to what's in Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it is. So it's so spread out. There's too many, too much area for you to hit. Well, Fort Lauderdale like and West Palm, um, Fort Lauderdale, um, you know, Broward County has uh, Broward historically County. been like the deepest blue of this state. It is. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's full of. Um, retired Jews from New York and New Jersey. Yeah, right, yeah. You right. Know, and and they just historically extremely blue. West Palm is starting to show signs of being purple, um, but it's a, a majority of West Palm is low income. But the the biggest thing that we saw with the DeSantis turning Miami Dade was, I think people realized how much more prosperous we are in Florida. If then if we had a different type of leadership, well, that too, and mm-hmm. and it was the Latino community who really got behind him. That's going to terrify yeah. the establishment. Yeah, because we we have, and I, I don't care who wants to argue this. We have an established political um, culture, mm-hmm. and it has a left and a right wing. Yep, but it's still one culture. Hegelian dialectic. And mm-hmm. if yes, you exactly. have people that come from outside that, mm-hmm. right, which is what Donald Trump was, he was outside that group of people. And when you have people outside that, they can't control it. They can control left and right inside their little circle mm-hmm. all they want. I mean, they they can make things happen that you would – and it looks different on the surface, but it's not really different. Right. I mean, that's why we end up with what people we call rhinos, right? Mm-hmm. You know, M- McCain. Yeah. He was never McCain's. really a Republican. No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> no, he was, a, and, and he was a, honest, an establishment centrist. And, and, and I don't think Lindsey Graham is. No, I agree with that, too. I don't think Lindsey no, Graham Lin- is at all. Lindsey Graham votes with Biden, what is it, 63% of oh, the time? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you end up. They look like they're on the right. They, they Every got, once in a while, they, they say something they really good. Uh-huh. Just, says, well, McConnell a, does the same thing. He says some things really sometimes that yeah. people are like, oh, we love him. And it's like, you yeah, know, no. McConnell, McConnell <laughs> is so common. His wife is like straight from oh. the Chinese Communist <laughs> yeah. Party. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. But I mean, there literally are people, though, that are some that are outside that circle some too, right? Mm. There are you know, good there are, outside that There circle. are good people. You know, I think I, I, I question Mast. I will I, vote for him because there's no other choice. Uh, what's his name up in North uh, Florida? I can't think of his name. Um, anyhow, Rick Scott. No, I can't former think. governor. No, 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 the younger guy. What um, are we talking about? Senate or House? Oh, what? I know. Um, you're talking about um, Matt Getz. Matt Getz. Matt yeah. Getz. Okay, he's, they, out, they, he's outside the system. They hate him yeah. because he's outside the establishment. Yeah. And I met him that like, Marco Rubio. I think, is, but he is got like 68 percent of the vote out of 32. Yeah, they love him with, where he's from. With Jones. Yeah, they love him where he's from. Yeah. but Getz is outside that circle. Yeah, yeah, um, Getz is. 
Trump is outside that circle. You get people that are outside the circle, they mm-hmm. hate him. Um, what's his name? I can't think his name. There's another one that's always just pounding on the left when he's in he's in in the House of Representatives. But um, there's there's several good guys. There's really um, really good. Hawthorne guys. is good. Hawthorne, um, yeah. But I mean, right. you can tell when they're not part of that establishment, right? Well, because they're saying the things that every person representing us should be saying. You know, and they put forth bills to actually change things. They never get voted on because they're in such a minority, right? But they're trying to do the work. Yes, mm-hmm. and and then you he, and you can tell when, like people like Joe Biden or McConnell or some of these other people. Well, if we could just have a civilized discussion, that's not. They don't want a civilized discussion. They want you to think the way they think and talk the way they talk. Yeah, because that's you, what they call civilized. Right, right. But right? When, you, when, <laughs> when somebody that is not of the establishment is willing to step up and speak differently, then that's a problem. You're a problem because you're not doing. You're not playing by the rules that we've established. Yes. Well, you know what. We need the rules to go away because they're the problem. Mm-hmm. We've we've created a system that is inherently evil. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to fix that, what the established way of doing things has to get thrown out the window. Yes. See, and the only way to wipe it clean mm-hmm. requires war and victory. Because the only way you can you can root them all out and start fresh is by rooting them all, all out and starting fresh. And as we've seen, the American people will not vote that way. How has how has people like groups and I wouldn't say necessarily say civilizations, but you know, people warring in the past done things. They go in, they wipe out their enemy, and that way their enemy can't come back. Right? I hate to say it. I mean, so I, just I, logically I thinking. What other way can we actually fix the problem without having to completely reset? It is a very... It's a question. um, Maybe I'm I'm assuming the wrong answer. um, No, here's the thing. It's a sad place to be. It is. I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Because historically, you're you're not wrong, right? And, And if even biblically... If you look at how nations were cleaned up, God would bring somebody in to overrun them, mm-hmm. typically, and to root out those cancers. And sometimes they put the, he put them in bondage for a period of time, mm-hmm. hopes that they would learn a lesson. Now, th- with the nation of Israel, we saw over and over in the Bible where, I don't know, for some reason, we just, human beings don't learn lessons very well. No, mm-hmm. we don't. And and when we do learn a lesson and we turn and go the right direction, it seems to be short-lived. Mm-hmm. We forget but, our history. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of it is that, and I think part of it goes back to the original sin in the garden, that we always seem to go back and buy into the idea that I can do better than what God's doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can come up with, I can save myself, I can do my own plan, and I can make myself happy, and I can do what's right. Mm-hmm. But... Even if your intentions are all 100% perfect from day one when you start that, you've now you've separated yourself from the guide, right? Right. right. And so every step goes a little farther away. 
Right. And then after, you, let's say you were good, you're in a decent shape for the first one, two generations. Three, four generations in, mm-hmm. you forgot where you started because you're mm-hmm. not teaching God did this for us. Yeah. I mean, the the people that helped create this nation, right, mm-hmm. the, our founding fathers, they knew that we had a God destination. Yes. They they believed that God was with them. I mean, come on, they the a bunch of farmers defeated the largest standing army on the planet, mm-hmm. the greatest naval uh, fleet on the planet, was defeated by a bunch of farmers. Yeah, think that one through. <laughs> <laughs> is, if, if that's not a Gideon thing? Oh, dude, no doubt. I mean, no, no, it was. It was what? Mm-hmm. It was what? 1% of... 3%. Uh, 3%. No, 3%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 3% of the population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a Gideon thing. That is, yeah. a, that is a God on our side thing. Yeah. So God made himself a parent, right? The founding fathers were intelligent enough to recognize this was God, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Washington was defeated multiple times. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, going to be surrounded and and consumed, and the war would have been over. Well, yeah. Washington somehow lost over only, and over again. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but he somehow, when he was when it was the final doom, yeah, somehow slipped away mm-hmm. every time. Now, if you go back and think, um, every time until it was the appointed time, every time that Christ was surrounded, he slipped out. Yeah, same same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that happen? Yeah, right. Right? Because it wasn't the timing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so it was obvious to them that God had a plan. Mm-hmm. And I think it was obvious to their children that God had a plan. This country had a destiny. Mm-hmm. This nation of people were supported by God. And I think that they tried in the first few generations, first two, three generations after the independence, it was probably still pressed on them, mm-hmm. right? But as we got farther and farther from 1776, we started to forget how we got where we're at. Mm-hmm. How did we get the freedom that we have? I mean, honestly, we, we this country bloomed into something that was so magnificent, so great. Were we perfect in everything? We did? Absolutely not. Like many other nations on the planet, we had slavery here. Mm-hmm. Guess what? But we're the first country to ever kick it out on purpose. There you right? go. Well, exactly. I mean, and we abolished. Uh, it. At the same time, we did we did conquer a nation, mm-hmm. and and there's still a lot of people that have. Oh, it's a stolen nation. Every nation on the planet has been conquered. Give up the silly rhetoric. Mm-hmm. The Native Americans, which my mother's people are from. You know, her side of my family is Native American, and I don't see this as a grudge against what happened here Mm -hmm. because all nations have been conquered at some point by somebody. Mm -hmm. And even here we had, you know, the Sioux would conquer this group or the Cherokee would be conquered here or conquer somebody else. I mean, nation against nation of Native Americans conquered each other all the time mm-hmm. and did far more atrocious things to each other than the white man did. Now, so, so the history of America, wasn't it, it wasn't known as a nation at the time, though, because it wasn't recognized by the rest of the world as a nation. 
Pretty much. Until we took it. It was more known as a territory. Yeah, it was true. That's true. So really, we we became actually the first nation, which where the world recognizes it, then it becomes a nation. Well, that's that's because... But especially the British at the time. That's because there there wasn't a Native American nation. There were tribes. There were tribes. That were scattered throughout. And we were known as... And most of them warred against each other. Yes. Um, They they had the North American... It was was all known as a territory. The nation. Was right. a bunch of tribes that had come together. Right mm-hmm. there, there was the pe- there was the the fairly peaceful. Um, they can, um, they called conglom- themselves conglomerate is, is probably a nation, but it wasn't recognized by the world, so it was a territory because right. because they were but, but they were again, seen as is that, is like that's a, that's native a tribes construct of man, right? Right, that, right. Yeah, that no, I that, get to tell yeah. you if you're real. Right. That, that, that's exactly, the, but I'm just that's saying that's the you're, civilization you're not a real argument. boy because I right. said you're not <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that, okay, they, but you know what I was getting at. No, no, no. Right? You're, you're you're absolutely right. Okay, from a world stage standpoint, it, we there was no Native America nation. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't. We also we also technically purchased much of the actual land. Yeah, we did. Like you can you can say that was theft because of like the valuation that was given, but we technically purchased most of the well, land. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of other things that happened. I mean, come on, when we could get into this for a long no, time. No, no, well, there, there, was, the there was definite. This. There was if definite battles. If you purchase and, and the Ohio Valley for some blankets that you know were infected with the disease, that's pretty bad, right? Yeah. But uh, is that? Are we sure that that's actually what happened? Yes, it, it's documented that they did that. That they knowingly knew they that had, they were infected. They, they had all these people that died on the way over here. They knew they had cholera and they had all these other. Oh, uh, okay. And they just did they did they not understand disease at the time though? <laughs> is it possible that we were regressed enough? <laughs> his face. <laughs> what right. do I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the technical like day to day history that much. No, there was enough known. Trust me. The, okay. the, they knew there was a problem, but they took advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time in history that's happened in mm-hmm. the planet, mm-hmm. right? Here, here's the thing: the the natives of this land were conquered in a way that they weren't wiped out. Right. In almost every other country in the world, when it got conquered, they the were indigenous wiped out. people mm-hmm. were killed. Yeah. Exactly. And that didn't happen here. So I, We set up a lot of res- lot reservations of that, for these people. Are, and, yeah. You know, the, the, especially the liberals, they like to really pound this rock, right? And then, then they, it's the same for reparations. You want reparations? None of the people... I Honestly, I would be perfectly fine with giving reparations to any of the slaves that are currently still alive. Wait, there aren't any. Mm-hmm. Well, even... Uh, how about how about the uh, first or second descendants? No. I, no because no. they're still I'm not, not alive. I'm not paying somebody for something that <laughs> no, happened no, I'm, to their grandmother. I'm, I'm saying they're still not alive, though. <laughs> it's Wait, that far removed at this point. But, yeah. And... and you know, if we're going to do that, you know, we got to consider the Scots and the Irish and the other people that were enslaved here, too. I mean, we have the slavery talk in America, and we always talk about the African-American slaves, but there were a ton of Irish slaves here. Yes, there was. There were a lot of Chinese, too. Lots of Chinese slaves that built the entire railroad across this country. Mm-hmm. Was there any German slaves? I <laughs> think probably knew. I was going to say, I don't think the Germans. <laughs> but there were, I mean, I would say after African-Americans, the Chinese and the, the Irish were probably next in mm-hmm. population-wise that were slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the Irish came here 
and they enslaved themselves rather than starve where they were. Yeah, that's and true. That, and that is historically called indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, we had that here for a long time, I mean, too. You can, technically, you can call it slavery, but when you willingly put yourself in that because it's better so than where you were. The yeah. whole point of that was, is yes, we have made mistakes along the way, mm-hmm. but in every op- opportunity, I believe we also took those things as a chance to grow mm-hmm. and we grew out of them and got better. It seems until though, recently. <laughs> well, you, you're jumping ahead, man. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you saying? <laughs> but yeah, it seems like in the last, I would say, 60-ish years, mm-hmm. we've turned a corner and we went back the wrong way. Well, we, I would say probably even, I mean, they probably made made steps. Um, but even when I was growing up in the 90s and the you know early 2000s, there wasn't this sense of like, you know, overt, you know, racism no, were, on everybody's tongue. No, like, but there were I, things I had, happening behind I had the no scenes problem. I was completely comfortable being pretty much in in most environments. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to be, uh, you know, in the hood at night unless I was with somebody I actually no. knew and knew that I was, I was, you know, accepted. But, but to, like, I had, I had, I had a black roommate, and you know, um, he w- he was from you know, a not so good area mm-hmm. in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we were totally like, you know, we hung out all the time. We were totally accepted. You know what I mean? There was a, there was a, um, a mute, this mutual, like we're American, you know, this, uh, this thought, like we're Americans, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, you know, he had a, he had a different culture, you know, but that was fine. Right now it's like, I almost feel uncomfortable going through the Popeye's drive-thru because what if this guy is, like, believing all the stuff that they're talking about on the thing well, and just, you know, is going to spit in my chicken sandwich because they now. hate white people, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, you well, know, it doesn't stop me from driving through there, but I, I'm like, um, I feel a little awkward, and I never used to feel that. There are so- social retributions that happen a lot he- now in our society. Oh yeah, that's not even ro- racial. I mean, if they think you're a Christian, they'll do it. If they think mm-hmm. you're a Republican, they'll do something to your food. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's acts of retribution even in parking lots. I've seen them throw eggs on people's car because they have a a bumper sticker for a church or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 the the cultural divide has become extremely deep. It and, has and and. Almost warlike, yeah. You know, um, but what my point was is, and then fifty to sixty years ago, they started the education uh, indoctrination in the colleges about fifty or sixty years ago, and that's when the the nation changed. And I and I, I kind of point it right back around the Vietnam time mm-hmm. when that started to happen. It was, yep. the, it was the sexual revolution. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you think about the World War Two, we went. Uh, we spent hundreds of thousands of lives to go and fight tyranny. Mm-hmm. And we currently, I believe we live under the, one of the most tyrannical governments that this country has ever had. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So we have gone in from what, 1945 to now, I mean, 80 years. It only took 80 years to take us from fighting tyranny to mm-hmm. living under it. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. That is very terrifying. Uh, I heard. How many generations uh, is that? Three generations, four generations. I was listening to. Um, oh, I can't remember his last name. His name is Milo. He's a very intelligent guy. Um, understood things in a way that I hadn't really um, thought of before. 
Um, but a lot of this actually started, and a lot of our current problems actually started um, post World War II, like coming out of World War II. Yeah, oh, okay. I think um, that's right. I think sometime right after World War II, late fifties. Yeah, and, like and he he connects it to the to the uh, women's suffrage movement um, that kind <laughs> that kind of came out. Well, <laughs> I don't it, think women are to blame for this. Quite no, 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 no. His his he was blaming the men. He said mm. that basically happened because during World War II, the women had to step up and, you know, they worked in the factories and um, they did all these things. They had to do it because the men went away to, to um, you know, fix what was broken in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the problem was that the men came back and they felt so guilty for all the things that they had done um, because— The trauma. Yeah, they—, they they allowed this thing to happen, and then and they killed all these people to 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 fix it and the, the trauma and and so the men came back almost emasculated, um, and and so they came back to this new paradigm where uh, the woman wasn't in, um, you know, wasn't in the the traditional role that that men were used to, and because they felt so guilty, they just you know, they just kind of like, okay, well, this is the new norm and we're going to let this happen. And, and, and the shift of, um, God's, you know, design for how people are created to be right. Mm -hmm. Women, women were created to, um, to raise the next generation. And this shift happened, um, because men felt so guilty and, and said, okay, well, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with it. Mm -hmm. And, since then, the mask, the the demasculation of men has happened over the last eighty years, and women have had to step in to fill the void. Well, there's been a series of things that happened, right? I think so. I mean, we also yeah. went to two income families. Mm-hmm. I mean, for generations, there were the man went to. Earn the money, right? Mm-hmm. Well, th- this is all. This that is all results of this this one little paradigm shift. Well, and I'm not so sure that we couldn't have stayed at the inflation, and because we didn't have go to full two income families until the 70s, mm. right? When, and that started in the 70s when remember you know under Carter we had gas shortages and we had oh wait so much like today. We had shortages. Well, there. we we had a huge um, recession in the seventies, right? And so, and so we had runaway inflation, and people couldn't afford anything. So we, they both had to go to work. Yeah, and that's why you know <clears throat> you had so many of us Gen X people mm-hmm. that were latchkey kids and raised ourselves. Mm-hmm. We become independent early. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, we we get out of school and in grade school, and they have our own key. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get our own, you know, snack before mom got home and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I paid for my own cell phone back in, you know, 1997 <laughs> when they first started coming out. My mom's like, you know what? You want a cell phone, you earn it. And my parents you know? are the same way. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to you have to learn your earn your keep, right? Well, I was in my mid to late 20s before I ever saw a cell phone. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah. I'm at, we, we, we were a little bit di- different because both parents were gone. Mm-hmm. Right, so the influences that we had, and it started with with my generation because the influence, and I don't, I don't think ours were all that bad. You know, I look back at some of the things we watched 
and on television and stuff then, and I could see where they were already starting to put some of this stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It was what you would consider a very light version of what we have today, mm-hmm. right? But there there were things that were happening. It, the road was already paved. It oh, was yeah. started. Yes. But so we had no adult supervision. So mm-hmm. you were watching stuff that probably should never watched. Mm-hmm. And they were teaching, and, and, and they weren't in the primary schools then, but in colleges they were definitely teaching a way more socialist liberal ideal, right? The progressives. Right. The progressives got into the colleges in the in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. And then they just, they started educating those people. Then they become teachers and they started teaching them in the schools. And as they started working their way down, they finally got into the grade schools and kindergarten and preschools. So when kids started going into school as a kindergartner, they started teaching them from there. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got through 13 years of primary school, they're a brainwashed liberal. Oh, yeah. 90% of them. Mm-hmm. And so when they go to college, they just polish them up and finish them off. And then they, mm-hmm. they've, they've created this whole new generation that thinks and believes nothing like the parents that sent them. Yeah. Yep. And I've always felt there was always that big push to get your kids in college. Well, so uh, that, was, that's that good, was crazy. That's <laughs> a good point. I was talking to a friend today that uh, does land surveying. Uh-huh. And... Um, his his father owns the company, and he works for his father. Mm-hmm. And his father wants to turn it over to him, but he doesn't have a bachelor's degree, and he can't get certified without a bachelor's degree. Oh, interesting. What does that got to do with it? Nothing. Why do you need the degree? Nothing. <laughs> it's just it's 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 like they have. It's like a paying a due. You mm-hmm. got to go get your four years degree that it proves you're in some club. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm like, why do you have to do that? It has nothing to do with the job you do. You've been doing your job for years. Yeah, you know how to do it. But you can't get certified without the degree. That's right. Yep. How, how that may. Well, it's the same with high school diplomas. You know, I couldn't get my, I couldn't obtain my license without a high school diploma. Systems rigged. I don't understand how we have allowed this as a nation, other than the fact that we were asleep at the wheel. Mm hmm. And that, that's part of the, the result, I think, of there's a combination of things that happened in this last election was you have a bunch of people that are kind of asleep at what's going on in the world. Yes. Um, and and for unfortunately, for a lot of Christians do not educate themselves of the things of the world. I, there's an attitude, a prevailing attitude that seems to be in the Christian community that they misread what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're supposed to be in the world, not of the world. Right. But a lot of Christians have their heads so stuck in the ground that they're not even in the world. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what's going on in the world around you, how can you possibly be any effect good for the kingdom? Amen. You can't help people if you don't understand the trouble that they go through. Yeah. If you don't understand what the the dangers are, the lies that are being told, Mm How can you possibly fight against it mm-hmm. using kingdom values? Mm-hmm. So hiding from the world, protecting your family from it to the point where you're not, you don't even have a clue what's going on, and being completely uninformed is, in my opinion, very unbiblical because you can't be effective for the kingdom at all. Mm-hmm. You have to know what the enemy is doing. It's yeah. the, Christians, I hope they get it, that we're at war. Mm-hmm. And we have been at war from the very beginning when Christ was put on the cross. It was war. 
And it was a war for the hearts and souls of people. Uh-huh. And the enemy is going to do everything he can, manipulate and lie in every way possible to get people to not accept Christ, to not look to God, and to put themselves exactly where he wants them in Hades with him. Yeah. And our job is to help them show them the door, right? Mm-hmm. To to But if you don't understand where their mindset's at, what they're being told, how can you fight against it? How can you go, I'm sorry, but that's a lie. Here's why. Yeah. You're unarmed. You're unarmed. Yeah, exactly. You don't go to battle unarmed. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, anybody that's ever been in the military knows that they've got to intel- gather intelligence, which means you have to understand your enemy. You have yeah. to understand their ways, the things they're doing, so you can sh- f- develop the right plan to fight against it mm-hmm. and to help people to build a tolerance against things, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be told this lie over and over and over just recognize that it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And when it starts to get hard, then you, you this is where you go to pray. This is the verse you go look up. You got to be able to know what to help prepare people with. Yes. Yep. And so the idea of hiding is terrifying and, and, and it's destructive. It is very destructive. Yes, that's the word I was going to use. It's very destructive. And so with this last election, I hope the evangelicals will look at that and go, there are so many people that are uninformed. So many people that we have to go reach. The churches of America should see this as a as a trumpet call to go out and reach out to their neighbors, their fellow citizens, fellow Americans, and go, I'm sorry, but you've been lied to, and I know this is going to hurt, but i got to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, we're headed towards a precipice where you're going to be enslaved for the, who knows how long, maybe forever. Mm-hmm. The destruction of this nation isn't far off. Mm-hmm. There is so, it would be so easy for them to just flip. If they get a digital currency, people need to understand what that does to us. You no longer have any control over any money that you have. Social credit score. If they decide that you've done something they don't like, they shut off all your money. Mm-hmm. Just like that. If you wanted to give your neighbor $5 to go help them with a tank of gas, Sorry, $50 to get a tank of gas. Yeah, there you go. That's more accurate. <laughs> but if you wanted to help somebody with groceries or something, you can't. Mm-hmm. You no longer have control of your money. That's coming regardless at some point. Because that will be a part of the but world government. it doesn't government. have to be right yeah, well, now. No, it doesn't have to be right now. And it now. doesn't have to be in a way that we can't have more control over it. The we, system could be We're going to have to suffer through it at some point, but we don't have to suffer as long yeah. As we might if we just sit back and let them do what they want because the end doesn't come until God says the end comes. Mm-hmm. But right. we can enslave ourselves long before the end comes. But as believers and, and, and as an evangelical church of America, we have a responsibility to go out and talk to people and educate them and and just love them enough to not let them cut their own throat. Right. Yep. And and what does God say about the um when with the parable with the talents? What does he say about the the one who went out and hid their talent because they were afraid? He we have a lot he of cast them into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have a mercy on them. No. And if you stick your head in the sand, maybe that's Doing similar, like the same thing. If you know better. If you have the answer. 
If you're just hiding because you don't want to see. Well, and that's just the thing. And, and and Christ himself tells us, now don't take this good news and keep it to yourself. Yeah. Don't hide it in your heart. Make everyone see it. Mm-hmm. We're called to be <laughs> the light of the world. Yeah. We, we, you, this, this nation should be a beacon that can be seen around the world for its righteousness, for its goodness, mm-hmm. for its helpfulness, for its rescue. We have been in those positions. Yeah, in the we past. have done these things. We have. We can do that again. Mm-hmm. And, and Christians should be that in every city. It shouldn't be the lights that glow in a city. It should be the Christian churches that are putting out so much light. Yeah. We should be the ones that people look to us immediately when they come to problem. Oh, there's a storm coming. What do we do? Oh, there was a fire. What do we do? Where where are our rescuers? We're called to be those people. We're called mm-hmm. to be the first ones to go and pick somebody up off the ground. We are called to be the Good Samaritan. We're not called to sit in a church and pray for people. You can't be a Christian and lean on the shovel and ask God to dig the hole every time. Mm-hmm. You have to get your hands dirty. You have to go put some sweat equity into this world. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to show what it means to love. Well, you don't show what it means to love if you're in a dark uh, church praying and nobody sees that you're doing anything for them. You go and be his hands and feet, Mm -hmm. just like the song says. You go out and you help people that need help. You when an elderly person that needs help getting groceries or get, you could do it. Mm-hmm. You do what we were taught about what Boy Scouts were. I remember when I was a kid, you used to get merit badges for helping people across the road. Mm-hmm. They still you know do what? that, That's a love thing. Yep. Love is action. It isn't just sitting somewhere. And I, I, today, you know, we all text each other, oh, uh, please pray my grandfather fell down and broke her hip. When then you get 50 people that send you a prayer emoji, right? Did you really pray? Good question. Did you find out, hey, can I bring some food? Can, does she need your lawn mode? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, that's what we're supposed to do. It isn't just go, oh, I acknowledge what you said, and here's a prayer emoji. It's what does the body of Christ need to do for this situation to make it better? Mm-hmm. How can we be led by God to come help you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all out there. And I know I've seen people do it because during COVID we did it in, in this church body. We took, when people got sick, we brought their family food. We had groceries brought to their house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be done. I see it. But we needed it so much bigger. Yeah. Yep. And when we see the nation, half of the nation voting for something that's destructive, we have to go and take the responsibility of educating them why that's destructive. If the schools won't educate people correctly, then we need to go out and do it. We need to go, look, I really want you to be successful. I want you to not live under tyranny, and here's why. This is what's happening. This is what you're being told. This is a lie, and here's the evidence it's a lie. Don't just go give opinion. Teach with evidence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. Because we got to bring our nation back together to a mindset that says we're here to do good things. Mm -hmm. We're here to be good people. Our nation was never perfect, but man, it was filled with people that had a spirit of doing what's right. 
And we've got to get back to that. We've got to get back to the fact that we look up and acknowledge what God has given us. Acknowledge him and his greatness and what he's done here. Because, man, you tell me there's a place better on this planet than this nation. It's a great place. Yeah, He has set up a most perfect garden for us. And we have to acknowledge him and, and we have to turn back to him as a nation. I'm not saying every single person in this nation is going to be a Christian. It's never been that way and it's never been that way in any nation. But the majority of this people have to acknowledge that this nation was created by God. And the evangelicals and the Christians in this nation need to quit fighting with each other and quit letting the world into their churches. Mm-hmm. We need to be, again, in the church, in the world, not of the world. But, man, there's a lot of the world in the churches today. We need to evict that out of our churches. Mm-hmm. We need to bring ourselves back to God and do exactly what he told us all throughout history. He gave us a history lesson. I mean, we have 5,000 years of history in a, in a book. It's pretty easy to get the information, right? Go back to what he said. This is the design. This is what I want. This is exactly how you avoid the problems. He tells us how to not be under tyranny. My goodness, it's all laid out perfectly. If we would just turn to him and repent and, and ask for his help, you can't imagine what he could do to this nation. He could turn it around in a second. Oh, yeah. And we would be prosperous and safe and healthy and happy. And we'd have great influence over the world again. Positive influence. But we have to do it the right way, the way it's laid out. We can't think that we can do it. It's never about us. It's about our surrender to him. It's always about our heart. Where is our heart? Is it in selfish things or is it in godly things? Get our hearts right. Get the nation's heart right. Nothing can happen bad. He will glorify us if we glorify him. He will lift us up and make us amazing. He's done it before and he'll do it again. Amen. All right, I'm done preaching. All right, well, there we go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if I'm going to preach, I might as well do it on the last one of the year, right? <laughs> but I have, I have a strong passion. I'm sorry. I, I know this nation still has so much left in her heart and we have so many great roots and... There's still a life there. We just got to drag it out. And we got to shake out the wrinkles and come back to where we were. Um, I I thank you guys for sticking with me throughout this year and and working with me. This has been great. Um, This is going to be our last show of the year. Um, We... A lot of us are going to scatter and do some things in the next few weeks uh, in other places, and it's just going to be uh, uh, too difficult for us to get together. And so I wanted to uh, just do one last show and then we'll come back next year and make a few adjustments and uh, maybe make it a better show even. Uh-huh. And uh, But uh, this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast. And today on A Voice Call in the Wilderness, we've been talking about current events and mostly the election. There's a lot of things that are going on um, in the world, you know, potential wars. And, and, and quite honestly, read the book of Revelation. Read Isaiah read Acts. There's all a lot of things in there that talk about the things that we're seeing now in the end days. Uh, and we are approaching those end days, if not right in the middle of them, that uh, those will be rumors of wars and wars and feasts and or famines and locusts and all kinds of stuff. And looking around the world, I can see just about everything that's called out. So get yourself aware, be prepared, 
be ready for the bridegroom to return because he will return. He promises so. But I've been talking to Grant and uh, Brian, and I just thank these guys so much for coming alongside me. If you would, uh, please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our website at vrbroadcast.org, where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and our guests. Also, find us on Facebook at A Voice of Colony in the Wilderness. Do us a favor. Recommend this podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you, and have a blessed day. <laughs>